Christians Against Poverty are a national charity who work with churches to help those in their local communities manage debt problems and help them find their way out of circumstances which can, when left untreated, lead to those concerned facing terrible situations. Formed in 1996, they offer a free debt counselling service which is open to everyone regardless of people's beliefs or church membership. And in 2020 alone, they helped 16,000 people navigate the anxiety of financial worries. I'm joined today by Pamela Henderson, Burnt Island and Kirkcaldy Debt Centre Manager, to find out about how exactly Christians Against Poverty go about tackling these issues and what measures they take to help those facing hardship. I'm Michael McLaren and this is Down the Lane With. Hi Pamela, thanks for coming along. Hi, it's lovely to be here. Thanks for asking us. So could I start by asking you to tell me a bit about what Christians Against Poverty is? Certainly. It is a national charity that's been going now for 25 years. And it was set up by a guy called John Kirkby. He was struggling with debt in his own life. He ended up with his marriage falling to pieces. He had to then go and save his friend in a bed set and he struggled to help look after his kids. When he eventually got round to turning his life back on track, he wanted to give something back to the community. So he started training people in his kitchen to be debt coaches. So now we have about 284 debt centres right across the country. We've got two in Fife, one in Dunfermline covering Dunfermline in the West and me covering Burnt Island and Turcoddy. So the service is free. It's open to anybody who wants to use it. You don't have to go to church or have any kind of religion or background We just want to say to people, when you're struggling, come and we can try and help you. We've got a free phone number. There's people there to support you. It doesn't matter the size. We've heard all the different kinds of stories you can imagine about debt. So we really just want to help people get out of that debt and not be weighed down by the stress, the anxiety, the worry about the next phone call, the next knock on the door, the next letter. So we just want to let people know about the fact that we're here and can support them. Are you located within the church in Burnt Island? Yes, I'm working from home. <laughs> Technically, the, the church in Burnt Island is the debt centre and it covers that area, KY1, 2 and 3. But I do work from home, apart from obviously coming out to visits like today or going to visit people, which is part of the, the way we support people in their homes, not in an office or anything like that. What is your background in relation to debt counselling? So I was actually a chartered accountant. That's what I did after I left uni. And then I did finance and admin when the kids were younger. I've done a bit of lecturing. But when when my dad passed away six years ago, after he had gone, I wanted to do something that made a difference. And that was part of the reason I went into the pupil support role. Because I used to be a pupil support assistant in school, working one-to-one with kids who had additional support needs. You can make a day-to-day difference in somebody's life. And it does. You, you can see the transformation that a child has in that journey and this seemed like another progression of that role so it still is helping people um, because I just wanted to do that after he passed away it just made me want to go and do a job that definitely made a difference. Accountancy makes a difference in a different way I just wanted to make a people difference that's the difference for me. So what are the common reasons that you find for people getting into debt? There's all sorts of reasons I think there's a bit of a misconception that, oh, somebody's just not managing their money very well. And that's why they're in debt. Oh, they've got their credit cards and they can't cope with it. And that is such a simplistic view of what the problem is. It could be due to just living on a low income. You know, we have quite a number of our clients who are really struggling just to survive and benefits. It could be the loss of a job. 
It could be a relationship breakdown. It could be the onset of an illness that they weren't anticipating. It could be a mental health condition getting worse. There are all sorts of different reasons that it happens. And I mean, COVID times, it feels that that's going to happen more as we go in the months ahead. You know, we think more people might end up losing jobs because the economy might not recover quickly enough for their employer or mental health might be a struggle for people to keep on going with their situation. So it is all different kinds of reasons that people struggle with their debt. So have you noticed the reasons for people getting into debt change at all over the last few years? What we seem to be finding is there's quite a lot of things that are um, rent arrears, council tax arrears, are becoming more and more prevalent and sometimes even the power company ones, you know, your gas and your electricity and things. Yes, there are still credit card bills, but for people, they become a non-priority debt because the other ones make you at risk of losing your house or serious action being taken against you. You know, you might with your power cut off. That's never ideal for anybody, obviously. So we found in some of information feedback that that's where a lot of the debts seem to be coming from over the last few years. So do people need to be referred to use your service? No, anybody can access the service. You can phone our free phone number and that's 0800 328 0006 and that's possibly the easiest way to do it. And there's a really friendly bunch of guys there and ladies too, obviously, um, who will talk to you about the circumstances, get a bit more information. They will try and find out the nearest debt coach to you if there's one in your area and then they can help set up an appointment for you. There are some people who struggle with making those kinds of phone calls. So if you have access to something like family support worker or social worker or somebody else like that, if they were beside you, they could make the phone call on your behalf. And then once you've spoken to somebody, then the other person could take over and deal with it. It could even be a family member if you don't even feel that confident doing it. So it's the free phone number. It is the kind of main point into the system. It is easy to do and they are friendly. They're into the phone. They're used to speaking to people all the time. So... What about the last year? Were, were you able to remotely help people? That was the model that we had once the pandemic struck us in March last year. What happened was we would work on a phone system. So our head office would send out paperwork to our clients and they would be able to look at that and then we would make a phone appointment with them and sit and go through stuff with them on the phone. Sometimes you go up and drop stuff off at people's doors, obviously socially distance and ask them to quarantine it for the 72 hours or so. So that was the model that we've been using over the last year. But I think it was the 26th of April, we got given the go ahead to go back into people's homes. Not everybody's comfortable with that and we understand that. So we still say to people, if you want a phone appointment, you can have that. A lot of people like the idea of us being in somewhere they're comfortable with because it means they can have a sigh of relief, they're relaxed. They're not stressed about forgetting to go home and get paperwork and having to bring it back in and all that type of thing. So we've found that that works best for our clients. And then they can sometimes just give us the bag of all the unopened letters rather than them trying to do that over a phone. When somebody's with them in person, it's so much easier to try and go through those things with them. And we're not just there to do the numbers. This is one of the things that I think is a a special thing about our service we will try and work with places like food banks or Cozy Kingdom or The Well. If we're out at people's homes and on that first visit with people, we can see that there's a real emergency in terms of they have no power. We may be occasionally able to go and do a fuel top up with somebody. We might be able to work with the food bank if there is a really short term emergency to try and do something about that. So one off emergency support, we would try and help people in that situation. So it's not just 
coming along for the numbers, the finance, and that's it. We want to make sure there's support there where we can provide it or not from us. It would be from somebody else. What days are you open in Burnt Island? I work on a Monday to Tuesday from nine till half five. So that's when the appointments would really be fitted round about or being able to support people that way. If a client's working with us, though, they can actually phone our head office. And if there's an emergency thing that happens out with those hours, so Wednesday to Friday, we give them a head office number if there's an emergency comes up and they can contact them. But the free phone number is open every day. I think it's nine till five that the free phone number operates Monday to Friday. So could you tell me about the CAP plan which you implement for people? That is one of the options for routes out of debt. So you may go down a bankruptcy route and, or a trustee route and CAP plan is where we go into... Once we go into people's homes to see who we are, we've introduced ourselves, if they want to go with us, that is one of the options you can do. So we go out to the client again, we take details of all their income, all their expenditure... Um, all of their debt and their personal circumstances so we take as much of that information as possible away we send it down to head office and they then come up with a budget and in that budget is a one line which is called cap plan and that is where we take the money to repay creditors when they use the cap plan as an option out of debt so the person doesn't have to deal with the creditors anymore we deal with that so once they've agreed to work with us we get in contact with all the creditors and we agree a repayment plan. So we will have a budget with a client that they agree to stick with, and that one-liner will go towards paying off the debt. So that's what a cap plan is. The person who's taking care of the plan, they work at what the priority debts are? Yes. Well, there are certain things that are regarded as priority debts. So, for example, your council tax and rent, if they're all in arrears, they would be something that could happen to make you lose something like your home or the power supply, etc. So they're priority debts. Things maybe like mobile phone bills, things like that are classed as non-priority debt. So we focus on the priority ones first. And if there's still money left over after we've done that, then we would deal with the non-priority debt. So it, it just depends on what debt a person has. Um, and that varies so much from person to person. So I can't say that one person's cap plan would look the same as the next person's because one person might have council tax arrears, the next person maybe have credit card, etc. So it's difficult to actually say what everybody was looking like. It is very much tailored to their own circumstances. So when you've had an initial meeting with a client, what happens next? Once we have had the appointments with myself, the case would then transfer over to the head office team. And for however long it takes a person to get out of debt, they're always there. And I'll keep in touch, but the main liaison is with our head office. And we also have a team of befrienders. So they'll come with me in appointments. And if somebody wants to catch up with them for a coffee afterwards or just have a talk on the phone, there's that befriender side of things that the service offers as well. So is there a time limit on the services that you give to people when they come to you for help? No, what we have found is that around five years is the longest ever that we would tend to let people have to pay because after that it just becomes really onerous and tricky and people are fed up with it. So that would be the longest kind of time frame for a repayment one. But I heard recently that one of the bankruptcy things was done in under 30 days. So it depends on the route that you take. So the bankruptcy ones quite often go through more quickly than the repayment options. But again, it depends on the level of the debt that person that person may have. Do you have any plans for any upcoming projects? What we can offer, and I'm hoping to do this later on, is a money course. So that's about learning to budget. And that's open to anybody, whether you're 
in debt or not. I mean, we've had people who are dentists and, you know, teachers and everything who've done that course and they've found it really helpful. So that's about, that might be an option and we're hoping to run one of them in August. So Pamela, thanks again for coming along. That's lovely. Thank you very much for having me along and um, wishing you all the best in the rest of your podcast series. If you want to know more about Christians Against Poverty, the link to their website and Facebook page can be found on the Linton Lane site, along with their free phone number. Down the Lane With was presented by Michael McLaren. It was created by Marion McPherson and Michael McLaren and was a Jacket Pocket Media production for the Linton Lane Centre.